Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you dearly. Tom Cruise is back in theaters with another giant blockbuster, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. As is always the case, he and his team are back fighting against impossible odds, this time trying to get a fancy key that is the first step in saving the world from an all-powerful artificial intelligence. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. Now look, I do think the movie is a little long and the bad guy a little too vague, but there's no denying the visceral appeal and sheer spectacle behind the stunts and all those great action sequences. It is a lot of fun. I am definitely looking forward to part two next summer. Streets are crowded with people escaping city on foot. Estimated death toll is in the tens of thousands. Bird Box was a huge pandemic hit, so Bird Box Barcelona tells the same story, this time in Spanish. It's a notable knockoff, but kind of a mediocre one at best. Sheriff, got a bus full of prisoners heading our way. Got caught in the storm and need a place to hunker down until it's safe. Finally, The Flood over on Apple TV finds a small town sheriff and a bunch of convicts teaming up to fight hungry, hungry alligators. This is very much a simple man versus nature action adventure. No pretension of art here, just schlocky and bloody gator monster fun. Here to taste like chicken. And that's what's due this weekend in the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. A lot of reasons I enjoy filling in on the morning show, but I have to say, getting to hang with Sean the movie there guy. You go. Because I love movies, and yeah. you know, I always, when I'm not here, I watch because I value your opinion. And of course, you know, anybody who loves movies knows Tom Cruise. And once again, at 61, he yeah. is still strong. You know, you think about the Mission Impossible movies, they started. You know, 30s, well, yeah, I mean, 1996, you know, oh, so, so that's, almost, yeah, so like a, over 25 almost, years. Almost 30, yeah, almost 27, yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, so look, that is just that's an amazing run. And it's funny because he looks so young right. when he was first doing it because he was, he was in his 30s, now he's in his 60s, that's and amazing. he still looks pretty young. But I would, I would say one of the things I remember about this movie is looking at it and thinking, oh, he is finally turning human and starting right. to look a little older. Yeah, it's about like his, time because he has been blessed with uh, still looking like great a kid. genetics, yes, exactly. So. And been blessed with the ability to really do some nice, uh, you know, movies here. This franchise, I would argue, is one of the best franchises we have going because they're always good, um, they, and it's and it lives and dies off of Tom Cruise generally running down the street somewhere, but also on his ability to do the. Stunts, right? Yeah, and he every does it himself. Exactly, and every time there's a huge stunt, and you know, the last time he was climbing the Burj Khalifa, or he was hanging off an airplane. This time, the big stunt that they released online, so most people have seen that, is he gets on a motorcycle, he drives off the cliff of a mountain, he falls forever, and then he pulls his parachute at the last second. It mm. is impressive. That's an impressive bit. That is not even in the top two, or is that top three of the stunts in the sequence? Wow. So that's the reason why you're seeing that. I mean, there's a there's a a car chase through the streets of Rome with this um, this woman who is driving a military vehicle, and she's got this demented look on her face, and she's chasing him down that little yellow, you know, car there, and it's just hilarious, but also very exciting. And then the the final, you know, third of this movie it seems like is this big train sequence when they're on the uh, Orient Express and someone's blown up the bridge, but also you know stuck the the train so it can't stop. And how is he going to save everybody on the train and himself and get off? You know, so look, it's I think I think this is the stunt work. 
clock is very good here. But I will say, 163 minutes. That's long. I mean, yeah, two and three quarters hours here. So you go know, to the restroom before you exactly. get your seat. <laughs> there, are, there are moments in this when you can go, because I do think there's a lot of filler. Right. I, I do think there's a lot of moments where they have to explain the plot. Some of the dialogue at the beginning is a little ham-fisted. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, we're telling you this over and over again because we don't think you'll understand it. You know, it's this idea that there's this artificial intelligence that they call the entity someday there's going to be a drinking game where you take a shot every time they say uh, the entity mm -hmm. and you'll be dead by the end of the show because they talk about it a lot. Um, look, the, I don't like the plot. I think it's overstuffed. I, I don't think it's the greatest movie by itself, but I do think the stunt work is absolutely worth the price of admission. So, And it is pretty amazing that this is the seventh yeah. in the uh, in the franchise. So seventh part one, so and it's going to end so next the, summer with, with Dead Reckoning part, part two. two. Yes, wow, exactly. Wow, that's great. And of course, Tom Cruise showed that he still has it with Top Gun. I mean, yeah. everybody loved that. Well, and it's kind of fascinating, especially more so now that, you know, summer's been weird because we thought The Little Mermaid was going to be big. It wasn't. We thought that Indiana Jones was going to be weird. It wasn't. Yeah. And so they kind of need someone to rescue like he did with Top Gun. But but the actors went on strike yesterday. Right, that's And so be suddenly tough. there's going to be no promotion for any of these films. I mean, we already don't have the, mm -hmm. the late night shows. And so it's going to be a weird end to the it summer. It really is. Yeah. And the next one, Bird Box. Bird Box Barcelona. Bird Box Barcelona. And, and uh, there's not a whole lot to say about this, but look, Bird Box was a huge hit during the pandemic. Sandra Bullock found right, yeah. a lot of people like that film. Mm -hmm. I, I think also because it was something you had to do when we were all stuck at home, and so we yeah. found this mm -hmm. thing. Um, and it was a huge hit, so of course they're remaking it. They're making it in Spanish this time. And I normally, I don't really cover a lot of Spanish films, but I would, would say, look, people like that film so they may want to check out the original film and there are a lot of people speak Spanish in this area so right. so you should know that's over on Netflix I don't think it's a great movie uh, I certainly the original bird box is better well the next one has an exciting title the flood the flood yeah this is over on Apple TV uh, you have to pay for this one um, and it's in some theaters but not in our area this is I, this is a fun story so it's set in a hurricane in Louisiana uh, hurricanes coming a prison transport is going through they have to shelter all these prisoners these convicts in this small town jail of course you know the sheriff is worried about keeping them right. in custody mm -hmm. uh, but the floods coming floodwaters are coming and what comes with floodwaters we know this from Harvey gators yes. gators get out so it's um, look most of it is the human thing but eventually it's trying to keep people safe when there are angry angry hungry gators in your jail and so and it's of course shocking. very relatable to us being in louisiana we know about storms gators hey well in harvey we had all those gators yeah, get so, out so. so so we could totally relate for but that but we never ate any prisoners although you may want to talk to sheriff zena if you know, i'm sure that's true make sure. she has other issues dealing now <laughs> yes, over exactly. there she has she doesn't need more people coming in but then and the, uh, the final one the sound of freedom which is kind of a surprising i guess hit yeah, no, absolutely a hit. So this is a this is a fascinating film. I think the story behind it is really good because it starts off. It, it, this company called Angel Films out of Utah makes this movie. They make it for like fifteen million dollars, so it's a low budget film. They get one star. It's about a guy trying to rescue kids who have been kidnapped and sold into child you know slavery and prostitution. So it's got that feeling behind it. But they sell it, and it's a Fox movie, but Disney buys Fox, and then Disney decides they don't want to release it. Ooh. And they tried to sell it to Amazon and everybody. Nobody wanted to release it. So finally, this company buys the movie back and says, well, we're going to release it ourselves. And it was a huge hit, particularly in the South, because it has that that feel of a of a faith-based film i right. mean there's you know there's a moment here where the guy is saying hey you know god's children are not for sale and and honestly some of that dialogue is a little hackneyed and i do think that 
Some of the villains are cardboard. I, like I said, I, I don't think it's a great film, but it's a good film. And certainly people have gone to support it because they like faith-based films, particularly right. in the Bible Belt, particularly in Texas. So, you know. And the, and the main actor, he has a great connection with the faith-based community. Absolutely, you know, because his, of the Passion of the Christ. The Passion of the Christ, right. yes. yes. So that's so. a... So, yeah, I think a lot of people have been seeing it. It was a surprise hit. Look, it was it, it snuck in last week after we'd done our thing, and it snuck into the Tinseltown. Now it's going to be playing in all three of our major theaters. So. And it's amazing that it's doing so well, considering that Indiana Jones, The Little Mermaid, that were just, I mean, especially Indiana Jones. You, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like Harrison Ford could not do what... Um, this little, not necessarily him, but what Tom Cruise did with Top Gun, they have yeah. weren't able to paint yeah. out. Yeah, and look, I liked I liked Indiana Jones. It just it wasn't the greatest film that we hoped it was. But this one is one cost fifteen million dollars is going to easily make its money back. Indiana Jones costs three hundred million dollars. We'll never come close to making right. its money back. So. Well, I don't know how much time we have, but I wanted to ask you real quick because we've been talking about it uh, all morning long the Hollywood actor strike. Right. That really, people don't, it's more than just not uh, being able to see new programming, new movies. It really affects the economy because the movie industry does so much yeah, in, absolutely. In, in, in the United States throughout the country. And, and, and it was fascinating because you have all these studios trying to tap dance, figure what's going to do. They, I was in Vegas uh, what, three weeks ago and they were showing us their new season, except they don't have a new season because they didn't know what they would be able to do. So it's going to be all reality shows, which is, I guess, okay on Fox. You've got a new one called um, Snake Oil, which I think looks kind of fun. Mm -hmm. But a lot of you saw, you noticed Lego Masters has not come back because mm -hmm. they held it for the fall. Um, all the big scripted dramas that they were supposed to do, which they showed as trailers for, but the trailers had no people in them because right. they couldn't cast them yet and That's they couldn't true. write them yet. And so there are two Fox dramas that are mm -hmm. coming maybe January at the earliest, but for the most part, all reality all the time. Yeah, because it already had started with the writer strike, right. and now when you get the performers, they're, they're, you're 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 left with nothing. Yes, right? exactly. But and yeah. I think that's uh, yeah, the reality shows always there's always some that make a hit. So. Well, and you remember that this Survivor comes out of a strike, right? And then Survivor stays forever on CBS, and so the strike actually ends up hurting the actors because there's one less hour per week of dramas for them. So right. it's it's a double-edged sword, but. I hope they resolve it, but I, I think most people think they'll resolve it in late September. That wow. seems to be conventional wisdom. But we got the Emmys. Do the Emmys happen? Probably not. A lot of you it, know? It really. It's amazing how movies and shows how it affects our absolutely. lives. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sean, the movie guy, and of okay. course, we'll... Uh, and the it, TV guy this week, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I know it's more of that happening for sure. And of yeah. course, uh, if you. Uh, well, hopefully you're watching, but again, Sean does noon as well on KFDM. Mm -hmm. So, Sean all the time and really some <laughs> good good stuff to see, especially it's so hot outdoors that yeah. either stay at home and watch, you know, streaming TV or go to the movie theater. And next week we got the big showdown, Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Oh, that's that's next. Good. That's next week. That is going to be good. Well, we'll be <laughs> staying tuned for that. Thank you, Sean, and thank you. We'll be right back with more after this.